Well, hey, hey there, Chunkies. It's Carter here, the guy that you're normally hearing on your Mondays and Tuesdays, but uh, you're going to hear a different voice on this one. You're going to wish you saw the face of this voice, but this was one of our uh, original members. This was David. Uh, David left the podcast because David had a baby and those kind of things happened. But here's the twist. That baby is me. So enjoy this wonderful podcast with Jordan, Doge, and my dad. And uh, I hope it's super. Bye. <laughs> Waiter. <laughs> Darkness. <laughs> a dark elf ordering in a restaurant is beautiful. Excuse me, Waiter. <laughs> I asked for Camomile. <laughs> this is Oolong. <laughs> Can we shut down these lights? <laughs> I need a little more. I asked for grapes. These are pancakes. Could I get more coffee? Black. Like darkness. Toast. Hello and welcome to Two Chunks and a Hunk, our movie podcast where we give pumps and dumps. My name is Jordan Wonders and I am your chunk. I'm Doge and I didn't like this movie enough to think of a quote to tell you that I'm your chunk. <laughs> My name is David Blaze <laughs> and I'm the dark hunk. <laughs> <laughs> I think my favorite recurring bit on this show is you being embarrassed about your own nickname that you come up with. on the spot. Yep. <laughs> the past three times I've been like, freak, we do this still. Okay. So this week we are talking about Thor, Thor the, the Dark, dark world. world. More like more like Thor the Fart World. <laughs> more like Thor the Dark Turd. Nice. Nice. More, more like more like Thor the what? <laughs> That'll work. Cool. Yeah, That'll it. work. We'll, we'll yeah. edit that in the uh, no, post. You're gonna sound so good. We're gonna, gonna, sound, you're gonna sound awesome later. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna put a joke. It's gonna be like more like Thor the. And then it'll be just everything like a, is bad. Like a, like a killer joke <laughs> that you record later. Nice. So, uh, without further ado, let's send it on to Dweez for some synapses. Thor the Dark World begins like 5,000 years ago. Yeah. Uh, sounds like I'm exaggerating. They say 5,000 years ago. Yeah. During, Before Jotunheim. During the battle. reign of yeah. Odin's father, Bor. Uh, and we see him fighting against Malekith, the Dark Elf, and his forces of Dark Elves who are after a powerful relic known as the Aether. Um, the Aether. Exactly. Then we flash forward after the Dark Elves are defeated, flash forward to immediately after the Avengers. Loki is arriving back in Asgard. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. He's going to go to prison for eternity. Um, and, then, and then we're back on Earth now. We're in London. Jane's on a date with a guy who's not Thor, which as the audience, we should feel not psyched about, but we don't really care about Jane. Um, Speak for yourself. <laughs> Love that guy, too. Essentially, they discover that the convergence is happening again. This happened 5,000 years ago, and all the realms aligned. Um, and so it's happening again. Jane is detecting readings on her science equipment that says it's happening again. Um, and she happens to accidentally discover the ether, uh, where it has been hidden for 5,000 years. Technically, she, a bunch of rascally little kids discover the ether. She becomes possessed by the ether. Um, and... Then Thor goes to Earth to save her because he got worried and clingy because he didn't know where she was for four hours. Uh, so he goes to Earth, takes her back to Asgard. The Asgardian <laughs> healers try to extract the ether from her. Odin says, you're not allowed to do that to her. Thor's mom, for whatever reason, decides to defend Jane, sacrifices herself for Jane. Frigga dies in this She's a good movie. mom. What do you mean, for, for whatever reason? Um, and then, <laughs> with Loki's help... Thor and his companions smuggle Jane off of Asgard onto 
a onto the dark world, the planet where the elves were defeated the first time. They try to destroy the ether at the moment that Malekith extracts it from Jane. They fail. Loki is presumed dead. And Again. then they go back to Earth. They happen to find a shortcut that takes them exactly to the right place that they need to be on Earth. Weird. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, they go back to Earth. Malekith also comes back to Earth. Um, they fight. There's a big swirly ether battle. And this whole movie is very boring. Yeah. And the we closed with Loki not dead, actually alive. A recurring trick that he loves to pull. Sure. On the um, throne. On the throne, disguised as Loki. Odin? Odin. Yep. What did I say? <laughs> disguised as himself. He is. He's disguised as Hidden Loki. Hidden in plain disguised, sight, you may say. Is the best disguise one's own self? <laughs> yeah, that's... Where, where's Loki? That's Loki, so it can't be Loki. Thor the Dark Turd. Yep. That was this movie. The Fart World. Who directed this? I don't remember his name. He's done other things. He directed several episodes of season two of Game of Thrones. Um, Might as well be David Ayer for all I care. And then, <laughs> and then he went on from this to direct the seminal cinematic masterpiece Terminator Genesis. Uh, um, and the cult classic. Yeah, yeah. So a man of immense talent. Got it. Oh, this movie. I have so many questions about this movie. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay. So. <clears throat> first of all, Thor can fly. He's a hammer. <laughs> That's just a tool. It's not a weapon. Here's my first question. Uh, if Anthony Hopkins doesn't narrate history, did it happen? Yeah, that's fair. That's a good point. That's a good point. I do actually want to pump on that that opening voiceover from Anthony Hopkins. Dude, Anthony Hopkins can voice over anything. Yeah, that's real great. 100% in. <laughs> yeah. So he narrates this thing that's like 5,000 years old. Uh, I feel like the, the plot of this movie was, uh, let's do a Thor movie in Asgard. Yeah. So, so basically, half of Thor, they were just like the the worst half of Thor one, <laughs> like the most boring part of the first Thor movie. Let's do that for a whole movie. I disagree. I think the Earth stuff was so boring in Thor one. I'm way more. I'm way more at least conceptually on board with the idea of a holy like Asgard based Thor movie. Fish out of water is so interesting though. I just feel like with Iron Man three and now Thor two, I felt like I knew exactly what the original pitch was. It was just very simple. It's like yeah. Iron Man, take him out of the suit. He's got to be on his own. Thor two, Asgard, and let's throw Loki in there. They love it. How? We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Yeah. So uh, reportedly, Loki was not in original drafts of this movie, <laughs> which is bizarre. I to me. don't buy it. Who's your source? <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, sorry, Kevin, gotta go. What? <laughs> Other question: Since when can you see the nine realms? Yeah, and when were they small enough? When were they small enough to layer up like a cake? No, 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 no. Okay, they're different dimensions. They're superimposed on top of one another. This is like you remember in Interstellar when he's in the Tesseract, uh, and it's like I understand what happened, but when they line up, they're all like the size of like a football field. That's not the whole realm. That's just the portal into the. I realm. get that. That wasn't clear to me then. Right? No, they didn't explain it at all. No, no, I, get, I I got the the window into the realm. My oh, question okay. is. <laughs> have we ever been able to see the realms no but you can at the convergence that's the thing is like you can't but normally, then they passed each other you can at the convergence yeah they passed and each they other fade out when they because that's what they're saying at at greenwich at the point of the convergence the walls between worlds are thin is what they say and so you can see them there and then as well so i'm not saying it makes sense or that it's a good idea for your <laughs> story why are you them? defending this why do you love it so much other question are we ever going to figure out why Earth is like the only the only planet, the only realm that knows nothing. Because we're a bunch of big dumb dumbs. Apparently. But I feel like there's like a there's like a plot to like keep Earth pure. I was noticing. Oh sorry. Are I just didn't finished? want to jump into something. We get to Guardians of the Galaxy and like there's thousands of planets yeah. and they all know about each other and Earth just like, we're all alone in this big blue world. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's the same thing with Midgard. There's like the nine realms and we're like, huh? Nine? So <laughs> We're the only one that doesn't know what the heck's going on. Well, Earth is the only one that appears to have any sort of like cultural civilization past like 1300. Because you've got, uh, you've got. Whoa, but what about like, uh, What's the planet from Guardians that they land on? No, that's, he's talking about realms, that's not, not planets. A, that's not a planet. So that's the thing. The realms aren't planets. Technically, Guardians of the Galaxy takes place in Midgard. That's our, So Midgard is just like the whole universe? Midgard is our dimension. But, but that, that and I, I hear where you're coming from, but that 
cannot be. Why? Because they specifically say that Midgard refers to Earth. They specifically say that. Yeah, realms and planets combined makes no sense to me. And in in the world's getting too big. Mom. In Ragnarok, this is weird, but in Ragnarok, I know we're jumping ahead. They specifically refer to Asgard as a planet, what? A, like a flat planet. They say then they're going to destroy the whole planet. How are there nine realms? There's way more than nine realms. Odin stopped at conquering nine. There's way more than nine realms. So are realms and planets indistinguishable as far as i don't know I so guess. if i got in a rocket and blasted off if elon musk helped me blast off yeah right now sure i could fly to jodenheim i think theoretically yes that's not at all the way that i've understood this but i think i think the the situation is that jodenheim and asgard and like a lot of the realms are so far away that you, it would there's no like space so the travel bi- that's gonna the get bifrost is an interdimensional travel the bifrost is a wormhole well, that's what they talk about. It's an Einstein-Rosen bridge, which is essentially a wormhole. That's the whole thing. I've always understood that it was different. Dimension. Anyway, we're getting super bogged down in the geographical layer. But I feel like stuff. it's important for yeah. Thor specifically to understand these realms. because, because well, I, I felt like the simple, the simple answer is they set up the nine realms as that was it. And then and later then on, they, they're like, maybe not, though. And then they're like, well, Because 100% they, they talk about how Odin stopped at nine realms and could have conquered the universe. Oh, really? And, Where, is, and where did they say that? I hate to jump ahead again, but I do, I just watched Ragnarok. I'm really interested to watch Ragnarok yeah. and, and see how that, because at the time that I saw it, I'd only seen both Thor movies one time. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm interested to see how that reconciles with I'm okay my with that understanding. Because that. that's like a big deal it's in a, Ragnarok. It's a big it's band-aid. Like, you got to cover it's up. Like, yeah, yeah. We could have we conquered them all, but Odin only had the stomach to conquer nine and decided to stop there. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Can we uh, Can we dump on Borg real quick? On a that's what? his name, right? Odin's father, Borg. Yeah, yeah. Bor. Is it Bor or Borg? Bor. Bor, I thought he was terrible. I know he has like one line. Maybe I don't even remember him. He's the that one with a- like the elephant trunk and he was like, bury it deep. Oh, yeah, the, yeah, like, where dude. no one will ever find it. It was terrible. Yeah, I don't know where they good. found this dude. Not good. And good also, can we talk about how that entire scene was a direct, direct copy of the Battle of Mordor? Yeah. Yeah. Like direct yeah i feel like something else they did is in that flashback scene they gave all of asgard um asgard soldiers those like electric weapons yeah and then they're like we got to put that in asgard now or else that's gonna make no sense and then there's like so flash forward to asgard they're training with those electric things like we just found these again i actually i actually am gonna pump guys it, it honestly is my super pump what whoa the Asgardian technology in this and the way that that like the way that like their their ships and stuff look like Viking longboats and just yeah, like the cool. kind yeah. of overall vision of Asgard as like intensely medieval, but also alien in future. I'm really, really into that. I think that works really well in this movie. And I think it works even better in Ragnarok. Yeah, I think I think it's very cool. I, but I think that electric weapons and stuff like that is the wrong direction for it. I just think that this movie takes a lot of cool concepts and then just kind of doesn't know what to do with them. I'm specifically thinking of their like turret guns and oh, their ships. No, their like, ships are Those awesome. are cool. Their yeah, ships are very sure. I don't really, I don't really care so much for their electric swords. No. To, to me, it's a consistency thing. It's like you, you can't introduce these things now into their history Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then try to bring them in the yeah. present. Um, last question. <laughs> Rainbow Bridge. Fixed. Yeah, repaired off screen between the events of the Avengers and Thor 2 The Dark World. Yeah, which, super quick. Which made me think Loki's last line in Thor 1 shouldn't have been, but you'll never see her again. It should have been like, no, it's going to be a few months. <laughs> yeah. you'll, you won't see her for months. And he was like, I'm sorry, Jane. And then he hit the Rainbow Bridge and they're like, dude. We'll fix it. Like, we have insurance. You're yeah. fine. And I feel like it also should be like, you won't see her for months by using the bridge. <laughs> but the Tesseract and, uh, and s- several other methods still exist. In places I only know about. But also dad. <laughs> dad knows. And he can get you there. But he has to have a lot of dark magic. Did you say dark? <laughs> <laughs> so I think we're uncovering what has proven to be the biggest problem with this movie. I think for all of us. Oh yeah. It's just that it's 
all over the place. Oh my this goodness. This is Thor yeah. 2, the dark world full of a whole bunch of things. It's just so inconsistent, just not only with tone, but with like story beats and yeah. with just so many different things, honestly. Yeah, and my, 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 my struggle is, did we need another solo Thor movie? No. At that point, no. At that point, I'm not sure if we did, but they were trying to ramp up for A2. Yeah. And so they're trying to give some more character development to Cap, which was needed for sure. Uh, Iron Man, which I, you could probably argue wasn't super needed, but yeah, everyone no. wanted to see it. Thor, I felt like if they would have done more of a Ragnarok, that could have really boosted his his popularity and his character. They still had no idea what to do with Thor they at this didn't. point, though, because this is this is literally just Lord of the Rings and Star Wars of Venn diagram. Yeah. yeah. I felt like they really pushed it out. So talk us through a little bit of of this train wreck. Uh, I mean, we're introduced to the Dark Elves, and the Dark Elves, they did they create the Aether? I think they discovered They it. discovered, discovered it. the Aether, and then yeah. that... I was confused why when the Aether was buried, where no one will find it, and it was found really easily. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. When it was so found... the Dark World! <laughs> why it woke them up. Like, it was like their power came from that. I no, think no, no, they no, were no, no. sleeping until it was found. Like, I don't think it woke them up. I think the discovery woke them up. Does that make sense? Well, how did they wake up then? I'm guessing their ship had like an alarm. <laughs> an ether alarm. I think their ship was literally just like, Hey, it, some, it just turned on. And then they were like, oh, okay, let's go. That's how I literally how I interpret it was the ether was discovered and their ship was like, Hey, we're getting signal from the ether. And they're like, Oh, we know where it is. Let's go get it. That could have been a 20 second scene. That would have been, would have answered at least that note of confusion. Yeah. See, I'm good. I did. I didn't need it. I. That's how I interpreted it easily. I didn't get it. Yeah. Really? No. Nope. I did not. Weird. Because it was like, wait. So is that the source of their power? Does that mean if the ether is destroyed, they're destroyed? Did they just find find it and tap into it, and now they're like addicted to it, and they can't live without now, it? I don't yeah. fully understand what the ether does. That's where I've landed. It's the on reality the gem. I know that. Yeah, but like, but I don't, what so, does it do? Well, you he, know. He, Here's what I think it does. In this movie, it can transform into et- the whole universe into eternal darkness. Did so you say <laughs> darkness? Uh, this is the Martha joke. Just in a oh, new yeah, yeah, Oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, so I'm assuming that that's an alternate reality almost, as, as if the reality gem can so change like the, the reality. upside down. Not, not, not that there's two realities then, but it can change reality. It just seems, and this kind of perpetuates a problem with the, uh, really, I guess it's just this, this infinity stone and skipping ahead to guardians. I feel like even the mind stone, they're just like, it can kind of do whatever. Yeah. It just has blasts of energy. There's no functional difference between these infinity stones. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And I don't know why this one's liquid, but that's okay. Yeah. You know, I I get on board with that. You know, so she, uh, Jane finds the ether, uh, while studying with in London and, um, Sorry, we keep taking credit away from where credit is due. It's a ragtag group of <laughs> British orphans. Yeah, that's true. That stumble across a stumble across the ether, <laughs> and they throw stuff in it. Yep, for fun. And uh, the ether, Jane tries to touch it, and it basically, like you said, possesses her. Yeah. And why? Well, here's my thing. And does it do that? Yeah, for real. I was waiting for it to. I wanted this to be uh, like Jean Grey like becoming Phoenix. The, the Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. Where it, I, I wanted her to be evil. Yeah. I wanted her to switch. I, at least it would give Natalie Portman something to do. In and this she's franchise. a good actor, so she could do it. And she is a great actress. Yeah. And when her eyes turned black, I was like, "Oh shoot, she's about to get evil." Yeah. And Thor's gonna have to like fight her. And instead, she was just like, "I'm sleepy." You no, know, and no. she was, she was just like, "Malekith here." And I was like. So her eyes show her where Malekith is. That's not fun. Yeah. She had nothing to do in this movie. She had less. She had even less to do in this movie than she did in the first one. So I'm going to throw out my super dump. Natalie Portman's character in this movie is my super dump. And here, here's what I've been thinking about. Because you guys talked about it in Thor 1. Yep. And I think that you were subconsciously bringing in Thor 2. Because mm-hmm. I thought in Thor 1, she had a little bit more of a character. I think she was a scientist that... That used Thor as the opportunity to discover the missing link in her research, and he has answers. Now, the fact that he was super hot did, didn't hurt, and they ended up falling uh, for each other mm. and sharing a kiss at the end. Uh, and I think you could say that they're like maybe gonna start a relationship if it would have continued. When Thor 2 picks up, 
she cannot live her life without Thor. Yeah. And that's where I super dump. Because in the first one, I, I was like, yeah, it's been three days, but she really has a goal. And her goal is to find her research and yeah. finish her research. In this, she can't do anything without Thor. No. And every line she had was something like, you told your mom about me? You told your dad about me? Oh my God, yeah, she, she just became like... She became just a, like a, literal, her, literally her title was just girlfriend. Yeah. yeah. Thor's girlfriend. She has yep. no brains. She, she has no, no motiv- motivation. She just, she wanted to be with Thor. Yeah. And at, at your point of, of Thor one, it was, it's been, it was three days. Yeah. Yep. And then he left her. And so she should have just moved on. So interesting. Natalie Portman reportedly did not want to be in this movie, but was locked in for a contract. The thing that got her excited about this movie was that Patty Jenkins directed monster later. We're going to direct wonder woman. Yeah. Uh, was originally slated to direct this and wow. left the project over creative differences. Natalie Portman tried to get out whenever Patty Jenkins left, and Marvel said, great. "No, you're you're contracted in." Because the, here's the other thing: he should be with Sif, yes, hundred percent, absolutely. There, I don't know, I do not know what he sees in Jane, other than something maybe he can't have and he just he wants it. Uh, but Sif is like perfect for him, and yeah. they'll live long together. And she's been with him since his youth. And, and they, she's a warrior. They share the same cultural values. Yeah, that's such a huge thing. I don't. I don't think Thor and Jane could ever work, because like Thor can go to Earth and pretend to be like Earth Thor for like a little bit, but Thor's Asgardian, like yeah. all the way through culturally heritage. Like to everything. be fair, that is a pretty major plot point. Sif? Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say let major. Let me back it off. Yeah, I, I was gonna say it's more like it's nodded to. Yeah, it's alluded to the fact that. Everybody kind of thinks he should be with Sif instead. It seems that one of the eight credited writers on this movie wanted that to be a major plot point. <laughs> and then like, the other seven hey, were just like, no, ever, what if okay. it was Lord of the Rings? And then one of them was like, no, what if it was Star Wars? And there was like, no, what if Natalie Portman was just dumb hot? And someone was and like, honestly, what if it was John Carter? So yeah. that, and they said, what? That, that just brings me, my super dump for this movie is just the organization. Like <laughs> everything about this movie, it's just like, where should this scene go? Um... I don't know. Just, <laughs> just, just do. We need the we need the fight at the end, and we need. I feel like um, they work from the middle out. Yeah, man. Yeah. Like it literally felt like they were just like, okay, make sure that they the big fight happens at the end, and the the friendship happens at the beginning, and then pretty much just throw everything. Dude, together. I think they did start from the middle. I think they started with okay, Loki and Thor team up. Yeah, and exactly. they were like, okay, how do we get how there? How do we get there? And where do we go from there? Mom yep. dies. Yep. But do we don't know her mom? Intro the mom <laughs> <laughs> and how cool and loving she is and then what happens after loki dies obviously like they literally worked from the middle i think yeah, right. they did i think the movie was initially conceived on the dark world planet in the climax in the middle. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. what if we got here no let's let's do this let's, yeah. let's figure out how to climb down this mountain <laughs> yeah <laughs> every good movie starts at the top of the mountain oh man um so i i wish that jane would have been a villain I yeah. think that would have made this movie at least somewhat. This is also our better. second in a row Marvel movie where the female love interest gains powers for a brief period of time. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. Um, and the other thing in the comics, uh, when Thor falls in love with Jane, Jane does a uh, like a eternal challenge to see if she can gain immortality to be with Thor. And she fails. Mm-hmm. And he ends up with Sif. We should have done that. <laughs> yep. Yep. Honestly, I I have other reasons for being glad that he is not really so much with either of them at our point in the MCU where we are currently. For sure. I don't think he needs a, a love interest. Well, if he does, I want it to be somebody who we haven't met at the point that we're currently talking about. So <laughs> You want it to be the Ragnarok girl? Yeah. I, I, I think Thor's pretty... Um, uh, interesting to watch as just a character and Completely yeah. not having a love interest. Absolutely. Agreed. I think he's more compelling as just a solo. Absolutely. Completely agreed. But if he's going to have a love interest, <laughs> at least one. it's somebody who's like hardcore anyway. So, um, so as Jane's discovering this thing, can I just do one, one really nitpicky dump? Yeah. That's basically the only thing we do on yeah, this show. So yeah, I would say this is a really David. small one. Okay. So you know, <laughs> there's a strand of hair. <laughs> they're dropping the bottle and it, and it goes, yeah. It should be going faster. Okay, yeah. one, it should be going faster. Two, then the kid catches it. And he's like, see? And I was like, the portal is in the middle of the freaking room. And you reach yeah. out that far without falling? Yeah. It just, yeah. It, they literally, it was like, hoo, 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 and they go to Jane's face and then you hear, and then he's got the bottle on his hands like, Pepsi. I think, <laughs> I think in the script, it was just, 
Kid throws bottle. Bottle falls forever. Kid catches bottle. And they're on set shooting that going, how is that going to work? Like, don't, uh, I don't, we'll just have him catch it off camera. Yeah, just show Jane. That's, that was the answer to this movie. Yep. Do it off camera. Do it off camera. Guys. Even, even for Loki, when he's like, like shape changing and stuff to, into everybody. All the, off screen. It's all That's off screen. So it's true. all covered by the pillars when they're walking. Yep. Thor the Dark World covered off camera. <laughs> exactly. And you got it. <laughs> here's. We forgot the most important dump of this movie. Thor the Darce world. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, Darcy. Dude. I, again, I didn't hate her in the first one. I didn't love her, but I definitely didn't hate her. I hate Darcy in this movie. Yeah, she's... Well, and she became like mean and yeah. like terrible. <laughs> What's that actress name? Kat uh, uh, Dennings. I almost said Williams. Yep. Cat <laughs> Williams. <laughs> I'd watch that movie. <laughs> he probably has a place in Ragnarok somewhere. <laughs> uh, oh, man. It seems like she didn't care about this at all. I would put money that that is true. <laughs> I have no idea. I've not seen her in anything else. I'm I'm tangentially aware at least of her sitcom that she's in two broke girls right yeah she's in that and then she's in the she's in the 40 year old virgin she's the daughter is she a bad actress or did, is she she's not a what's it called good one is she just wasn't she in that michael Sarah movie the one where they are discovering music together through, through the city you guys ever see that one did you just make that up what are you pitching? Is this a pitch right now? <laughs> so I have this idea from Michael Cera. <laughs> no, it's where they're like trying to discover oh, this infinite band. playlist. Yes. Uh, 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 whatever it's called. It's like it's Sam, Sam, Sam Cheney's infinite playlist. Exactly. It's like his name. You know, exactly. I'm talking about Sam Cheney's infinite playlist. <laughs> is our favorite. Movie. Isn't that Kristen Stewart? Sam yes. Cheney. No, no. Isn't it Kristen Stewart in that I don't movie? Think and so. Cause are I you think sure? It, Cause Kristen Stewart is essentially just like, just like, shrunk uh, down cat. Yeah. It's yeah. like if cat, never smiled yeah yep so anyway she's in this movie yeah and it somehow still manages to be the most irritating thing about a movie full of irritating things for me yeah and i feel like if there's if there's another thing that we could uh context this movie by saying is film it off camera and that worked out nicely yeah there are so many times where i was like wait what so again the rainbow road gets fixed that worked out nicely. Uh, second, they uh, they need to escape off of Asgard and uh, and basically worthy of treason, they have to go against Odin's wishes yeah. to stay on Asgard and let the Dark Elves come. Thor says, we got to get off of off planet because they could be over us right now. We would have no way of knowing. Let's draw them back to the Dark Planet. So, the Dark World. Dark World. <laughs> um, Idris Elba. Yep. Who's Heimdall. great? He's great in anything you put him Idris, in. You need a you need a different agent, man. You can't be in Thor: The Dark World. But he can be in Thor Ragnarok. He be in Thor Ragnarok. Idris is too good for this movie. Yeah. He uh, he basically says uh, we have to get off world, and there's only one way to do it. There are passages that only few know about, and then Thor says only one, and they go to Loki. Um, we're kind of skipping you over. Must be truly desperate. Yep. Kind of skipping over the big. Uh, crux in this movie that kind of makes the plot go for them. The one that they worked backwards for, which was uh, Frigga dies. Yeah. Frigga um, goes to see Loki in her cell and she says, am I not your mother? And he says, no. And then she says something that kind of touches his heart a little bit. You're always so assuming of everyone but yourself. Yeah, yeah. And then you see that she kind of disappears. And so you can assume that she got that power from... Loki learned Loki learned his magic. <laughs> Loki learned it. Loki learned it. So from Frigga. But the other thing that that holds up if Frigga's his actual mom, that doesn't really hold up. Uh, why well, did, that's assuming that that magic is hereditary. I don't think it's her, I don't think it's actual magic. So why I think it's just Thor technology. Do it? That's a great question because Thor is dumb. I think we're presented in this movie with like Thor's just a jock. Yeah, yeah I, I think even yeah. moving forward from here, we're per- and I think that's great. I think that's <laughs> yeah, what yeah. is so funny about Thor is Thor is dumb. I, I, okay, I struggle with that because I think that the writers genuinely forgot that he was adopted. No, I think so too. Yeah. And learned it from her. I don't think they forgot. I think it was just lazy. <laughs> yeah, I think later just like, on he says, I'm Loki of Jotunheim. Yeah. I know. I, I love that. I like I, that they put that in there. At actually, least. I hate that. It, I know you hate the plot, but I'm glad that they said it. So they did, it wasn't completely. That abandoned. actually brings me to a great point. I need to make a public apology because in our Thor episode, I said, 
that him being part frost giant or a frost giant never comes back. I was wrong. It does come back quite often. It just doesn't affect anything. It doesn't matter <laughs> it's at all. Important. Yeah. yeah. So I guess, I guess, <laughs> sorry for saying it didn't come back. It does. It doesn't change anything. Yeah. It doesn't it change the whole yeah, plot yeah. of the and movie. And like his power, it's just like, yeah, he's, he's an illusionist. He just like does tricks. Isn't that great? His mom does too, but she's not his mom, but she just taught him. But she didn't teach anybody else, <laughs> even though that could be really useful to a lot of people. She's been very selective in who she teaches. Maybe she tried to teach Thor, and he was too dumb. Thor's an <laughs> idiot. Thor's plan for flying the ship out of Asgard was literally to punch every single button on the control panel. <laughs> That's true. That was funny. It's like, I'm pressing. It's not working. <laughs> I liked it. His plan was literally punch the ship until it does what I want it to do. <laughs> and it worked. Because I mean, he's Thor. Well, because everything in this movie works. Yeah, this, whole, this whole movie is just like, let's see what happens. <laughs> and, well, that was nice. And that's actually going to be my super dump. Oh, we, you started to you. talk about it a second ago. Look at you. <laughs> there are so many coincidences in this movie. And like in a story. Coincidence. In a story, like you have to have a, a fair amount of them. Otherwise, your story doesn't happen. But they have to feel necessary and have yeah. to feel like like this makes sense that this is a logical result of these actions and these scenarios. Yeah. These is this is totally a crapshoot where it's like Loki just happens to take him through a portal that happens to put him on the exact right planet at the same time that the Dark Elves happen to be arriving there. And then they happen to wander into a cave that happened to lead them right back to the yeah, exact same spot that the convergence sure. happens to be happening. Yep. Seriously. It's ridiculous. Well, that, this whole movie hinges on happenstance. Yep. Well, You're that, absolutely right. And that was, that was so hard for me saying, how are they going to get back to the dark world? The way that you get to the dark world is similar to the way that you get to Neverland. You just sprinkle some dust and go, please. And then you're there. I hope this works. I hope this works. <laughs> well, yeah. And that's the thing where uh, Thor was like, Loki, you're mad. And he was like, if it was easy, easy brother, everyone would do it. And you're like, so he's gone to the dark world before. Like that's, that's how he gets places. Not only the that, dark world. but it's just like, so whenever you do this, you ram a ship down a little crevice. And it had to be that ship. Like it yeah. had to be a ship that size. Well, yeah. The other thing that I think about in those moments when it's like the hero is if any other time, if a ship was going to crash, Thor's grabbing Jane and diving off the boat and like saving them both. But in this one instance, he's like, we're going to crash. Ah! <laughs> it's like, dog, you fly, man. Like That's jump true. off, fly through that yourself. Well, the other thing is he made it seem like, uh, well, so Thor didn't know where this passage was. Sure. And Loki had no uh, say in what ship we're doing, where we're going. <laughs> Could have been a b- ship that was too well. big. Could have been a ship that was way well, too big. To be fair, the it original was, ship was too, it was too big. So this just worked out so nicely. And yeah. even in the one moment where they tried to bring some awareness to like, we know that this is kind of stupid when Loki's like, you picked the biggest ship in the world to try and sneak away. It was still just like, yeah, we did. We keep flying. <laughs> no, on purpose to to be a decoy, like when they jumped out of it. No, I know, but even at that moment, like it was just like, yeah, okay. I have trouble believing that 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 Thor came up with that plan all by himself. I think that Thor is shown to be a lot smarter than just stupid idiot punch everything. I would say that maybe under pressure, he kind of reverts back to stupid idiot punch everything. Okay. But I would, I would even say particularly in this movie, they are very reductive to Thor's character. Yes. Because even outside of this in Ultron and Avengers, even in the first Thor, and especially I keep going back to Ragnarok, but that's just because it's that the good? only good Thor movie. Um, and boy, is it, but they show him to ha- have multiple dimensions. They show him to be a lot more. I are think they dimensions or realms. A great question. Oh, worlds. <laughs> So the Bifrost of Thor <laughs> laser beams through his heart and passes through many things. Love, tenderness, anger, frustration. Anyway, that's a bad joke. Wit. But where it's taken us is, I think that this movie, for some reason, the writers are just like, hey, what if we wrote Thor into this movie about Thor, but it was just not really Thor? And everybody's like, yeah, I can. Is it lunch yet? Yeah, I think that's like, I think that's exactly what happened though. I mentioned earlier, there's eight credited writers on this. And granted, three of them are Stan Lee, Jack Kirby, and Larry Lieber, who are like that's essentially a created by credit. 
Um, but that still leaves five other writers that have all had a hand in essentially designing this movie by committee. Yeah. And they kind of made a camel. Like yeah. it, it, it just doesn't work yeah. at all. Yeah. Well, and we, we passed my super pump, um, which is where Thor goes to Loki in the cell and he's like, have you come to gloat to mock? And he's like enough games and Loki disappears and you see him in his actual state. Great touch. Loved that. Yeah. Love Tom Hiddleston. Thought he yeah, killed he's it. Great. I think that goes without saying. Yeah. And I love, I, I did, I didn't uh, hate his love for his mom and that being the driving factor, even though we've dumped on the love for moms being driving factors in movies yep. for a while now. <laughs> um, I didn't think it was developed enough. I definitely think it was, like we said, it was, it was, they were working backwards. So they felt like they had to give you some shots with the mom so that yeah, you would yeah. feel for her. But I was okay with bringing them together and having that be the driving force. And I love that, that Loki was a mess um, after losing yeah. his mom. Like the one person that, I like that too. he loved. Yeah. Or that, or that you could argue still loved him. Like she still showed the love and compassion for him. Yeah. Even though. I agree that it was underdeveloped. I think it is a cool touch to make Loki. It kind of quote unquote humanizes him or has yeah. guardianizes him, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they really did humanize him a lot in this movie, though. Yeah. And I, I really bought the relationship between him and Thor yep. when they're on. The best part of this movie is the middle part, the part that we feel like they actually cared about when they were writing. It's yeah. like where they're on the planet together and Thor, um, you know, he talks about every time we fought, like, I always hoped that my brother was still in there. Yeah. Like, I totally buy that. And I love that. And that's super compelling. And it's only happening right there. Like, we lose that thread yeah. before and after that moment. And I love when he says... Uh, I don't even trust you. And he says, trust my rage. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, heck yeah. That's yeah. good. It's, it's, see, the middle part is the middle part was thought through. And then it's just kind of like a garbage fight scene. Yeah. Oh, the end fight scene with Malekith. It's so boring. Well, so, Ooh, I can't believe it. I'm honestly going to pump on how cool Curse looks. We haven't even talked about Curse I know. Yet. I completely forgot about that. Curse is the dark elf that gets yeah, the like gym pushed inside of him and becomes the big like demon warrior thing. We haven't even brought up Curse yet. It's almost like he doesn't fit in this narrative. He doesn't. He doesn't make sense to be here, kind of, but he looks just specifically. I'm talking about like his character design and like how like kind of scary he is. Yeah, he's very scary. Awesome. It kind of looks like the Predator to me. Yeah, a little bit. I think it's because of his like mandibles. Yeah, but they don't open though. And so I think that's part of it. But like, yeah, yeah, he's very. He's scary. He's very scary and like intimidating. When he looked at Loki in the cells, like, I would not look at him. I'd be like, you're good. Yeah, just go and walk on by. (laughs) But like, he looks so cool. He's so scary. I'm very into curse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, can we dump on the Justice League level CGI of the Dark World? Yeah, 100%. Dude, whenever, whenever, so Jane, Jane had like that vision or whatever and everything turned red. It looked exactly like the end of Justice League. Yep. Like the whole so planet much. was everything just, was just CGI. Red shifted. Like, it wasn't even like a red filter put over. It's like they literally, when they were color grading this image, just killed the blue channel and killed the green channel and left the red at 100%. Yep. And the other thing, um, this is a, again a, a nitpicky dump, but it made no sense to me in the story, is Malekith absorbs the ether and goes, and he gets the ether and he's like, now I have the power of, again, an infinity stone. One of the most powerful relics, relics in the entire universe. And he's like, <laughs> walks away, <laughs> goes back to his ship yep. to do God knows what. Yeah. Odin knows what. But yeah, no, I'm yeah, with yeah, you. Yeah. And leaves Thor with like five henchmen. What? Yeah. Why on earth? He has the power of an infinity stone. He should just be like, and kill him and then go do his thing. Henchy's gonna do what Henchy's gonna do. <laughs> Henchy's gonna hinge. Henchy's gonna hinge. Baddie's gonna bad, dude. That's how it goes. I hated it. It made no yeah, sense. It was more, like th- more like Thor more like Thor the Dork World, am I right? <laughs> oh, that was a good one. Yeah. Get it's out. stupid. It's very stupid. Um while we're on this uh on the dark world, uh we've come to our new favorite segment of this show, the phase two goodbye hand segment. Yeah. Uh, Thor loses his hand on this. The illusion of Thor loses yeah. his hand. Yep. So, so Loki's plan is to create a fake Thor. I and a fake did Loki. notice it this time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they Loki creates a fake Thor and a fake Loki who have a fake fight in front of Malekith to trick him into getting the ether out of Jane, which he would have done anyway had they just left Jane there as bait. Um, so right was? Out. Do you think Jane was in on that plan? No. No. You think she she was genuinely? She was too busy laying afraid? on the boat and being like. 
No, I think she was genuinely afraid. Nice. Jeez, dude, are you kidding me? I I was okay with that twist. Because I was confused on whether Loki was actually... Uh, betraying Thor, yeah. or if it was all part of I liked the plan. it because it that twist that, worked. That's because it's in the part of the movie that they cared about. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so that was our first our first uh, goodbye hand moment. But then later on in the the way too long final fight oh scene, Malekith loses both of his arms. They Fine get nine. teleported. Um, that final fight scene is just kind of a mess. Like Thor has to retrieve the big spears that Selvig has been making. Which I didn't like that. It's set up like no. a video game boss fight. It it's like really gather is. your equipment and really wait is. for the right round. Like yep. it's so bad. Well, Throw one at him. Oh, he loses an arm now, but but he has a new power now. It very much and was some, like... Something about bringing uh, Selvig in to save the day with his science seemed very poorly thought out. I hate what they did to his character. Yeah. I loved him in Thor 1. He's such a fantastic actor. Yeah. He brings so much to the table. And in this one, they were just like, what if we put him in his underwear a bunch and made him real goofy? Yeah. and it, yeah. Except for that it didn't land to me. Yeah. Uh, I, I was okay with it because I felt like he had been under the mind control for so long. It that made his, him crazy. His mind I'm, was literally I'm with crazy. You, but I, there, like, there's just so much to him that making yeah. him just like, just like. I was fine with it. I love I, I love when he like, was explaining at the nursing home. That was home. good. He's like. They convert. <laughs> Any questions? Uh, can I have my shoe back? <laughs> I have my shoe back. <laughs> yeah, I loved that one. That was a pretty good Stan Lee. That was a pretty good Stan Lee. Do yes. it again. Can I get my shoe? I can't do it now. You can do it. Come on. Can I get my shoe back? <laughs> you were good until you said back. Just yeah. say, can I get my shoe? Can I get my shoe? Yeah, well. Can I get my... <laughs> you're can going, I get... You're getting more, more New York. Can I... Hey, Dan. Hey, <laughs> can I get my, my pizza? <laughs> can I get my shoe back? Hey, can I get my pizza? <laughs> can I get my two back? <laughs> Excuse me, guys. Uh, so, my name's Stanley. Can I get my shoe back, please? So It's also similarly, that's my Ben Mendelsohn impression, too. Can yeah. we get some girls in here? <laughs> Dark Knight Rises. Um, Maybe girls are coming. <laughs> Why do you always think girls are coming? No girls are coming. <laughs> oh, sorry. So uh, we can get that. <clears throat> the end of this movie. Yep. They defeat Malekith. Who cares? Using Selvig's <laughs> technology. Woo. And the power of electricity. Everybody goes back to normal. Yeah. Every, nothing matters. Loki's Odin. Roll credits. Yep. So that is that is the final reveal, and, we're and the, the event- only only reason that this movie is worth watching. Yep. Well, and, and I think, and this is a a common question that the average viewer go the viewer goer viewer goer <laughs> viewer goer yeah, yeah. mover goober yeah I think that's what it's called <laughs> the average mover goober <laughs> is going to ask which is where where are the Avengers sure Shh. that's no. every that's every solo movie except for Cap though no don't think because Cap it. Cap uh, movies are pretty much Avenger movies. No, but it happens in Winter Soldier. But they they tried to reconcile by saying that happened in like a two day period, so there wasn't enough time. Which mm, don't buy really. I mean, to be fair, the Dark World—the only time that we see Malekith on Earth wrecking stuff—is that last fight scene. Maybe like maybe like over the course of forty minutes. And then also like also who cares? Yeah, yeah. It's also also I think even the other Avengers were just like this movie. This is kind of dumb. Down. But I think I think <laughs> with, I think with Iron Man three. You know the president of the United States being hung up on national television. It's a big deal. Uh, with their their new good friend Tony's house being blown up by an international terrorist. Exactly. You have uh, a dark elf in London, um, and then in Winter Soldier you have thirty like billion people getting shot down in a second. So like it, this is kind of the start of a wave of saying. Where are the Avengers? And I think Ant Man is the first one that addresses it by just saying, yeah. "Well, first, <laughs> we should call the Avengers." Yeah. So, like, I think, but yeah. that's something that they're going to really start running into, especially as the worlds begin to develop and grow. Yeah. Be like, why aren't the Guardians here? We're in space. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thankfully, that hasn't really been a problem in Phase Three, though. They've done a lot of good crossover. I think. Yeah, yeah. It's made the world feel really alive and connected, yeah. which is yeah. why I love Phase well, and, Three. And they, there are real genuine reasons why things are siloed. Yeah. So like yeah. Wakanda, you understand why it's siloed. Guardians of the Galaxy, you understand why that's siloed. Thor, you understand why it's siloed. In in the worlds that they've built that are so big, you can understand, oh, they can be in different places. Sure. And this is a, a huge universe. Yeah, yeah. But when everything's on, when everything's on Earth, 
when yeah. it's like Hulk banner cab, you're much. like, yeah. uh, where's I mean, everybody? They, yeah. they could fly down there really quick. Well, and speaking of expanding universe, I haven't given my super pump out yet. And <laughs> the only thing I could think of in this whole movie <laughs> is the after credit scene that is setting up guardians of the galaxy, because that's one of my favorite MCU movies. So yeah. is it the, the collector? collector? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. uh, Super Pump is so, setting up one of my favorite other movies. James Gunn actually came in to direct that post credit yep. scene. Oh, wow. And the director of this movie, I can't remember his name. Uh, Fart Farterson. Yeah, <laughs> Fart Farterson was like really angry about that. Really? And said a lot of mean things about James Gunn and like <laughs> was like like throwing James Gunn under the bus. Um, Showed him. He really yeah. jumped the He jumped gun. the James on that one. Um <laughs> And just as a reminder, this director's follow-up movie was Terminator Genesis, and James Gunn's follow-up movie was Guardians of the Galaxy. So, (laughs) yeah, James Gunn really doesn't know what he's doing, I guess. (laughs) Other post-credit scene that's at the very, very end of this movie is Thor beams down on the Bifrost onto Jane's back patio. Yeah, We see from Jane, uh, we see like a reaction shot on Jane. She looks out the window, gets excited, and then we cut to a brunette woman running to kiss Thor. Yeah, it's not actually Natalie Portman. It's his wife. Yeah, they couldn't get Natalie Portman back for those reshoots. Wait, that's Chris really? Hemsworth's actual wife. That's why they're making out so hard. Yep. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which is crazy to me that they shot so much of that scene and didn't include that one little shot in it and had to do that on a reshoot. Yeah, maybe Chris Hemsworth wasn't there for that. He couldn't be there for the first part. <laughs> Because I actually, think, I, think I, think it was, I think it was Natalie Portman playing Thor with a blonde wig from the back, and yeah, there was yeah, Natalie yeah. Portman's husband playing Natalie Portman playing Jane mm-hmm. with a brown wig, and then and then it was good. It was good. Um, Maybe more I sense than this movie. Love nothing more than to rate this movie and never talk about it again. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. <laughs> hit me, hit me with that scientific cinema. So scale. So here's our scientific cinema scale. You know what it's about. We know what it's about. So let's just talk about it. The best thing we can say about a movie, everybody knows, is buy it. Don't lend it. Sorry. It's own it. Whoa, own it. whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> whoa. That's not science, Jordan. Whoa. That's right. magic. Sorry, I was doing a magic <laughs> cinema scale. Let me trash okay. that. Let's talk about our scientific cinema scale now. Now, the best thing we can ever say about a movie is own, own it. it. Don't lend it. Buy, buy that, that poster. poster. The next best thing we can ever say about a movie? Buy it. Use your monies. Use your bucks. The next best thing we can ever say about a movie? Rent it. Use a couple monies and bucks, but not a lot of monies and bucks, and own it for a brief period of time. The next best thing we can ever say about a movie is stream it. If, if your money's in bucks, I said stream. Let's move. Did you past say stream? It. It? I did. It's when you want to watch a movie, but it's too thick, so you stream it through <laughs> a screener. Stream it through like a filter. Yeah. Stream all the yucky parts, <laughs> of, the yucky parts out of the movie. That's, That's actually, actually a, great. It's a pretty good synopsis <laughs> so of what streaming it is. If you're already paying a couple of dollars in bucks for a streaming service, go ahead and watch it there if it's on there. But otherwise, don't spend any extra dollars in bucks. No. And then the second worst thing we can ever say about a movie is forget, forget it. it. You're better off pretending this movie never happened. Finally, the worst thing we could ever say about a movie. I'll take it. Let me take it. Okay. Odin has forsaken. I knew you were going to do that. I'll go ahead and jump right in. Forget it. Next. (laughs) No, really. Besides a couple of minor things, if you just made a short that was like, hey, Loki's pretending to be Odin. Guardians of the Galaxy is coming up soon and Jane's out of the picture. (laughs) I got everything I need from this movie. So I'm going to, I'm sticking with, I wish there that I could say like, if you're watching through the MCU for the first time, watch it. Other than that, forget it. So that's my answer. Yeah. Dang. Uh, I'm also going to give this movie a Thor get it. Nice. Um, it's just bad. It's yeah. so boring. It is. Like, it, yeah. it felt as though it was four hours long. Dude, every five minutes, I would find myself being like, oh, yeah, I'm watching a movie. Yeah. Like, I could kept on getting out of it. not stay focused yeah. on it, this yeah. movie. This is a bad, bad movie. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to give it a strain it. Really? Really? Because, and this is just me. I would stream it. That's if fair. it was on Netflix, I'd stream it. That's and fair. I'd fast forward a lot. Yeah. I would literally stream it. Just get to the good stuff. Just I get to the good stuff. Two scenes. So I would, yeah. I would. Uh, what scenes would you watch? I'd watch the middle. Yeah. yeah. Walking through that hallway, I do like, so. Walk, uh, as as soon as uh, Frigga dies. Actually, Frigga's fight scene is pretty cool, too. Yeah, it is. yeah, it is cool. So I would go as soon as Dark Elves, I would let them see the Dark Elves and who, and who they are and, and all that trash. And then the Dark Elves taking over Thor or taking over Asgard. Frigga dying, Loki Thor team up, all the way to the dark world. Loki dies, I cut. Yep. To, to Loki on the throne at the end. Yep. 
So like a 35 minute short. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. A, it's, even that. It's a, it's, yeah. a, it's a Disney short. Yeah, I can handle all those scenes just being in the trailer for whatever the next thing is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, I, I mean, that's fair. So, yeah. For me, this was just what a not bad, even bad movie. Yeah, it yeah. was just not good. This was this was DC levels. It yeah. was. I thought I, I I felt like I was watching a DC movie. I did too. Because there were so many times where I was like, what? Who 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 made Things that? Things are happening that look like a story. Like on the surface, but ultimately there's Again, nothing going on. If you watch the movie on mute, you might be like, I bet this is really interesting. Yeah, it's yeah. true. But like you just see Loki with his hair all messed up and you're like, this is gonna be a good. It might be crazy. I really think I really think this might be the my least favorite one of the entire MCU. I, I think, think this, this might be the worst one. Easily the very worst yeah, MCU I movie. So. I think the only one that would compete with this for that title is The Incredible Hulk and or like, Thor One. <laughs> I really enjoyed The Incredible Hulk. And I mean Thor One was not great, but it was better than this. Yeah, and, absolutely. So anyway, uh, that was just yeah, I've, I've hated every moment of this. <laughs> you guys want to do some shouties? But I loved recording with you guys. Because <laughs> you're my friends. Yeah, let's do some shout outs. Do some shout outs. I'm talking about Alda Armas and hey. Nate Antioch in the hizzity, 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 hizzity <laughs> dark world. <laughs> <It's a Monday. laughs> I give another quick shout out to Colton Kingston. Colton, Colton Kingston emailed us a super pump and a super dump. Colton's super pump for the dark world was uh, either the scene where Heimdall can sense the presence of the dark elves. Uh, or yeah, fair scene. Didn't know why that ship was moving so slow though. Yeah. He was like, <laughs> don't know why two knives blew up an entire spaceship either. But that's yeah. fine. And Colton's super dump was the fact that they did another fake death with Loki. Yep. Which I know David has a personal problem with. <laughs> <laughs> Those fake deaths, man. Oh they my just goodness. Come back to bite you. Uh, but here's the thing. I don't know if I said this. I'm okay if it's Loki. Sure. It makes He's sense with trickster. Loki's character. He's it doesn't make boy. sense when there are so many characters in the MCU that do it. And then yeah. it makes Loki's not powerful. Let's yep. get done with yeah. this movie. Okay. Yeah. This is a bad movie. <laughs> it is. And next week we get to talk about a really good movie. Yes, and we that's do. Captain America, the winter soldier. Make oh! sure you tune in for that. We're so very excited about that one. If you want to shout out on a future episode, yeah. just hashtag, tell us. Just hashtag, hashtag official, official chunky. chunky. Yeah. Post on social media. Make it happen. Tag us. us on Instagram. Go to our website and write us an email. Tell your friends, tell your enemies. You know what I'm saying? Tell your moms. Tell your moms. Oh, moms love us. Please tell your moms. We're on AIM now. We just got an AIM account. Hey, well, it's a, it's a Pizza Parlor 90210. That's my actual AIM from <laughs> I knew uh, that was your grade. actual one. Really? Pizza Parlor 90210. Shortly after changed to... Oh, what did it change to? Mine was weird and wacky forever. A hundred percent. Mine's worse, but still. And then I forgot the password, so my next one was weird and wacky again. Should have been five ever. Uh, I, I wish I had you make around. Make a new one. Go make a new don't, one. Right don't now. I, got, I got to make a few calls. Anyway, that's it. It's over. So uh, we'll see you next time for Captain America Winter Soldier. Much love. Peace out. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.